Amen. Amen. So uh, welcome uh, this evening to our midweek uh, midweek service. Uh, but we've been talking um, about relationships and genuine, com genuine communication uh, in our relationship boot camp that we've been doing for this entire month. I believe, my memory serves me correct, Sunday will be the last day of this month, right? Um, uh, so so uh, we started off last, I mean Sunday, I'll say last week, Sunday, talking about genuine communication. Mm. And we got in some different aspects of communication, and we wanted to finish up with communication today. And so for uh, just our first topic we're going to talk about today is impatient, uh, in parentheses, angry communication. <clears throat> impatient or angry communication. And as we discuss this angle, we're going to ask ourselves this question, can we communicate effectively under pressure? Or can you communicate effectively under pressure? Right? So if we can't communicate effectively under pressure, we will find ourselves uh, falling into angry communication. I know the scripture says, be angry and sin not. Mm -hmm. So the, the scripture is indicating that that because, you know, we're all um, navigating through so many different worldviews, relationships, uh, different genders, things are going to catch us off guard where we're, we, we may be, uh, we may feel a le level of angst or anger, but it goes on to say sin not. If we uh, start to drink of that anger, we can end up getting pulled out of the presence of God. So, so, it, so the scripture is not saying you'll never be angry. That's it's saying you're going to be angry, mm -hmm. but don't let it pull you out of the presence of God. And so this is, our, this is a thought that, that we want to share here. Never suppress thoughts to formulate assumptions. So never suppress thoughts to formulate assumptions. So here something hits me a certain way. I'm, you know, it has an angle. Either one, it's either confusing, I don't understand it doesn't really make absolute sense, or it's like, whoa, 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 what are you saying? So I'm not going to suppress that thought and start to conjure up my assumption of what that person's intent was. You know what I'm doing? I'm setting myself up to be, one, angered, or to create anger in another person. Oh, that's good. Um, so, so quit uh, fouling things. I always use the example of a fouling cabinet. Like all of us have like this fouling cabinet in our minds. And so, you know, we have to quit filling those foul ca cabinets that we have in our minds with offenses, resentment, hurt, you know, et cetera, um, uh, away, fouling it away and never dealing with it. Um, and every time that it gets fouled away, the situation is compounding with other offenses. So now you got like this whole foul cabinet just filled with all types of, of offenses and, and, and unresolved issues, resentment and hurt. Um, and so we got to watch fouling things away. I know for me, I, if I could be transparent, it's easy. Like I'm not really a confrontational person. I'm, I'm kind of a type of person that's kind of... Um, uh, now, I can confront. He'll probably say, I beg to differ. <laughs> he might say, no, you're really confrontational. But the, the, the heart of who I am, the root of who I am, 
uh, really don't want to talk about things that are uncomfortable. You know, um, it's very uncomfortable. And so as much as it seems like I have this spirit of boldness on me, um, I still have to push through saying something, a truth or something like that, that might feel a little uncomfortable to express. So um, I just, I wanted to say that because so many of us, because we're not comfortable uh, because of fear, sometimes fear, intimidation, uh, you know, you may esteem a person a certain way and you just don't want to hurt their feelings. I mean, there's just so many different reasons why we find ourselves like, eh, it's okay, never mind, you know, forget it then, uh, it's not that important. I mean, we'll come up with, you Filing know, it away yeah, but we're, we're saying we're doing those things, but we're literally fouling it away because it has to go somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, it does, it has to go somewhere. Well, well I, I'm going to agree that out of the two of us, she's less confrontational. So when you hear the word confrontation, confront, to confront is not always a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But some people just, it's hard to engage uh, when things are going to be tense and uneasy. Mm -hmm. And so when she said she will confront, so she'll... she'll <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Unless you ain't been around. She's going to give you the truth, but that giving you that truth is really pressing through a lot because she would rather not. Whereas when you've been, you know, you know my growing up in Newark, you deal with a lot of uh, uh, volatile environments. Mm. So you're, you know, whether you're, whether it's family, friends, school, this, it's a lot of volatile environments. I did, I went from that to working in corrections. It's a volatile environment. People all, you can't react to everybody cussing you out. Mm. You're on investigation, you lose your job. You could get, you could end up locked up like them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you're, you're and then my, but my profession was conflict uh, resolution. Uh, it was um, behavior management. It was behavior management. But what's, what's the, the other thing I trained? Uh, crisis intervention. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was a crisis. So, so the first step to a crisis is de-escalation. But that means it's escalating. And so, so you learn how to respond and not react. That still doesn't mean I even handle it right. I'm still going to have a, you know, uh, you know, again, I'm a character, so I show my dissatisfaction. Like, like what? What's going on? So we have to navigate. So, so I have to navigate when she's going to be overwhelmed quicker than I will be. Mm -hmm. And so my thought is, what the problem is? <laughs> you know, not understanding that the problem is you. <laughs> I just slipped that. She didn't say that. I said that. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, again, it's a key. The key point is you have to discover their intent mm. before passing sentence. That's good. Discover their intent before passing sentence. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we, we jump to passing the sentence. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's go to Matthew 7. Let's look, let's look here at Matthew 7. Uh, we'll start here at verse 1. It says, judge not that ye be not judged, right? Mm -hmm. it, says, ye, it says, ye shall be, uh, it says, that you be not judged. It says, for with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why behold the mote that's in thy brother's eye without considering the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, the beam is in thine own eye, thou hypocrite. 
First cast the beam out of thine own eye, then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote out of their brother eye. You may see there is no mote in your brother's eye. That was the one that was in your eye. <laughs> you know. Uh, and so, so, you know, the, the scripture is saying like, see, so if I, if, 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 instead of me jumping to a conclusion and passing a sentence on the other person, because if I, if I jump to a conclusion and pass sentence, then that's how I'm going to be measured. Mm. So I'm going to try to discover their intent first before passing sentence, because what do I want? I want somebody to, hey, hey, wait, wait, take the time out to find what my actual intent was before you pass a sentence or assume that I didn't care about you, I wasn't thinking about you. Yeah, so just because sometimes or something seems or appears real does not automatically make it real. And uh, there's two sides, and that needs to be discovered. Like, both sides need to be discovered. It's so easy to um, be so focused on your side that you're not even oblivious, you're oblivious to what's happening with the other person's side. And so we have to be mindful there are two sides um, that need to be discovered. That is so vitally important because, you know, we can, we can just feel like, hey, as long as my point is made, that's all that matters. <laughs> but, you know, you're, you're not having a conversation with yourself. And so I like what you said, discover their intent before passing sentence. I know I've been guilty of that. Like, you know, I'll pass sentence uh, based on what I think Mm-hmm. is, you know, it could be his facial expressions. And just like he said, he's a character, right? And I'm a character too. So I, I, <laughs> I, I, can, I can have some looks too. Uh, but, but you can't look at someone and say, oh, I see, you mad. Well, he, his frustration might be, it might be frustration. It could be, I'm hurt, confused. but it, confused. Yeah, but I've sentenced him by looking at that face like, you mad. And, and I mean, I remember there were times it was like, look, I could, I could, look, I could stake my life on it. That's how convinced I was that his face was showing what, his, what, what he was feeling on the inside. And so we have to watch that because, and, and then so you can find yourself focusing on that. And then, and then you mm-hmm. can find yourself not focusing on my side, like what's really right. going on with me. It's amazing. I, I used to walk in the office at the church I worked at. And uh, the secretary was like, you okay? And I was like, huh? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm having a great day. You know, but evidently, whatever stoic or whatever countenance I had, and actually, I wasn't even carrying anything. Mm. But, you know, sometimes I'm, when I'm locked in and I'm about business, I look like I'm about business. When I'm having fun, I look like I'm having fun. But and I think she'll attest this. I'm rarely ever sad about anything or. But she was like, you almost like I was sad. I'm like, nah. I said, but I probably, I had a, you know, I had hundreds upon hundreds of people I had to deal with. So I probably just processing through stuff. But I had a, it was, it was actually a great day that day. You know what I'm saying? So, so again, it doesn't mean that you're not picking up something. You might want to find out what you're picking up from them, not automatically jump to your own conclusion. Exactly. So if you're immediately offended and don't understand, are you thinking the best or the worst? Mm, usually the worst. And, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was being honest. I mean, hey, you just jumped through, I'm just I just <laughs> <laughs> But, but the, uh, we talked about this earlier. But, but the interesting thing is, okay, a lot of people jump to conclusions. Why do they jump to the worst? 
Because there's a thousand other possibilities. But a lot of times people jump to the worst, what Pastor Mel said, right? Well, you know, I'll give you the reasons why I do. <laughs> well, one, because I'm, I'm mapping out how I, can, how I have to deal with what I, what I picked up. And, and so sometimes we can, our discernment might be off. So just like plenty of times I was like, you mad, you mad. No, look at you, look at you, you mad. Well, he wasn't mad. He probably was frustrated. He could be whatever the case is. And so I'm spending all this time trying to prove that he's, you know, mad. mad. Mm -hmm. and, and so now for me to back it up, I'm already invested. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already invested that, hey, this is, this is not going good at all. <laughs> so, so let me figure out how to get out of this thing. Um, so, and then because of history, see, history. History also is a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. If there has been a pattern or something that I've seen uh, before, mm -hmm. before you know it, hey, worse kept coming up, right? So I prepare for worse, but that, we know that's not right. Mm -hmm. We know that, you know, but as human beings, we have a tendency of doing that. Why? Because we, there's been a possible history, but who's to say that the history stops today? So I think that's big uh, that you said that. All right, so, so this is the thing. If, if you expect to be understood, you have to ask yourself, do you seek to understand? No. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I'm answering y'all's questions, to be real, because that's what happens. <laughs> y'all probably say I got jokes tonight, but no, no, but this is the truth. I mean, sometimes we don't, and I know I can speak for myself. And it's not, like, people are not generally tripping. It's just, you're, you're sometimes you're, let's say sometimes even growing up, if everything was catered around making sure you understood, well, you never had to consider nobody else. Mm -hmm. So now you get into a relationship and you got to consider somebody else. But you're so used to everything being orchestrated uh, to comfort you. And some people may say, well, nah. Uh, my, my family didn't treat me that way. Well, I wasn't necessarily referring to family. Sometimes we've trained ourselves that way. We've, cre we've created our own protective custody. Mm -hmm. And so since we've never had to consider nobody else, as soon as we talk, understand me, understand me, understand me, are we taking the time to understand, right? So the reason why I said no, because I, I use myself, uh, this is a statement that I made, is when we are selfish, we don't care to understand. And that's what happens. We can get a, to a place where we don't understand because we don't care to understand. Now, you, do you wake up and you say, well, I just don't care to understand? No, it doesn't just come out like that way. But the reality is that's really what's going on. So to be aware um, if we are not or uh, if we are or not, a great question to ask us is do we care to understand? Because if you don't challenge yourself to, um, to be, you know, to really, like, care to challenge yourself to care do you really understand like do you care to understand or is it about hey no I want to be understood so we got to ask that question because the the reality is no one walks around and says I'm selfish but yet we do selfish things yeah. all right so so crystallizing what we talked about up to this point is do you assume an intent or discover a heart? This is the goal of communication. When I'm communicating, am I assuming an intent? So, so uh, 
we, when we had premarital, uh, we had premarital, the pastor gave this example. So he so, you know, he knew I like basketball. So he says, okay, Keith, you're out, you come home, you know the game is coming on. And, but you're running late. And so you, the game's about to start and run late, so you run in the house and you, you run to the TV, turn on the TV, whew, made it. Well, you know, so your wife comes down you, and she, she goes off. Like, you don't, run in, you don't care about me, you don't care about, you just care about sports or whatever. So he said, okay, same scenario, you do the same thing, you come in the house, you turn on the TV. Well, she comes downstairs and says, well, sweetheart, when you come in the house and you turn on the TV first, you didn't kiss me, you didn't say hi to the kids, right? So it makes me feel like, or I feel like that the, the game or whatever you did was more important than me. Well, I can't argue with that. How could I argue? She's saying how it affected her. But if she can't, but the first time, if she says, you don't care about me, well, I can argue that all day because I do. My actions didn't show it, but she created a diversion from her, uh, how she was being affected. If you jump, if you jump to the conclusion, assume an intent, it's an argument because the person can always counter that. What they can't counter is how it affected them. Hmm. Did you have a thought? There? Yeah, I do. Um, so here's the thing: there may be times that uh, the intent. Uh, is, like the person says, you know, the effect. So let's just say, you know, the wife, uh, I'm going to flip it because I, I know I'm always speaking up for the wife, so I'm going to flip it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say the husband, you know, let's flip that, that, that whole scenario. You okay. know, he's, he's looking to see his babe, and, you know, he comes home, and she's cooking, and she's like, look, I, he's, he's trying to give her a kiss. And she's like, I ain't got time. I got, I got bread in the oven. I, you know, I just don't have time. Just give me some time, you know. And she has an attitude. <laughs> Actually, I think I said that before, didn't I? <laughs> well, not in that way, but there were times that I was it, busy it, it doing. It wasn't evil, but it happened yesterday. Yeah, That's it, how I it did. Laughing. It did. Now I think about it, yes. So, so here's the deal. I'm trying to prepare a meal for myself, I'm trying to prepare a meal for him. So it's not like we eat the same thing, right? So he comes, and I think you were getting ready to leave, I think is what you were trying to do. You were leaving, or I don't know, he might have been leaving. And he wanted to give me a hug and a kiss. And I think I said, I didn't know that's what he was doing. Or did, I did, but I, well, I mean. <laughs> Can I finish your story? No, go ahead. <laughs> Give me the scenario of what happened, because I do remember that happened, but I can't remember what well, was Well, the... we always kiss each other when yeah. we greet each other when we depart. So I'm leaving, I'm parting, she's cooking, but she's behind on whatever her schedule Yes. Might have a counseling coming up or something like yes. that. Yes, oh, that's So yeah. she's scrambling. Mm -hmm. And so, so while she's scrambling, she was impatiently like, well, well, well I, almost like I can't stop now. <laughs> so I'm cracking up with her. I was like, so really? That's how we doing it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I didn't get offended, but that was a scenario it, that could have flipped into an offense. Right. So if he, if he uh, was open enough, he could have said, well, it hurt my feelings that you didn't, you know, take the time out to hug me, right? And, but this is what happens. There are people, and it's not because they're cold, they just don't know how, what to say about it. So they, they either play it off, 
They don't address it, like address the person's feelings, you know what I mean? And so, so if, if your wife or husband always say, you don't listen to me, then you have to really start to think, okay, am I responding or reacting in a way that they need me to? Because otherwise, sometimes people don't, people don't aren't aware, you know what I'm saying? Um, so you have to, you, 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 you just have to, uh, the person who's being seemingly cold has to really go before God and say, God, okay, am I being cold? Am I being sensitive to the person's uh, needs or, you know what I'm saying? Because we counsel a lot of people. And trust me, there are people that would uh, come off extremely cold. I know these people aren't cold, but they, they can almost like not deal with their behavior and the effect that it has on the other person. So if you are that person, you out there, you might know who, who I'm talking to. If you're out there and you sometimes have a challenge with receiving constructive criticism, or you have a challenge being looked at in, in less, you know, less than uh, you know, a certain way, challenge yourself to embrace the reality that you may be hurting someone. And so you know, the, 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 the thing is to ask the Holy Spirit to show you your heart. Even if it's unintentional. Even if it's unintentional, that's all. And, and so, so, so we have to challenge ourselves and ask ourselves, are we hypocrites? Mm -hmm. You know, not giving the same pardons we desire, or should I say, we require from others. So a lot of times if, when we reflex, uh, we're not being thoughtful, uh, you know, this didn't happen in her situation, but let's say you're busy, well, I'm just busy right now. Well, what we're saying is pardon me. Give me a pass on that one, right? Okay, I wasn't thinking, oh, my bad. I wasn't thoughtful, but are we giving the same part? If somebody so much does not think about you in a situation and you get offended first, well, you didn't think about me, well, you overlooked me, well, you didn't introduce me, you didn't do this, are we giving the same pardons that we desire? So we ain't giving no passes, but we expect passes. Yeah. So, so something that, that's off, that's unintentionally, but that's hypocritical. And you know, I even try to take it a little further Sometimes what I do is, now this may seem kind of weird for some of y'all, but this is how I process stuff. I don't like living life with regrets. And so I'll wake up with the reality that life is not promised to us. Mm. And so my mind goes there like, oh my God, if this was my last time to show love, how would I feel if I got a call and I can't do it ever, ever again? And so that kind of helps me to, it, it keeps me mindful and not taking for granted, you know, that life is precious and what you do with it counts. And so when I, when, when you told me what you said, I said, I even told you, I said, you know what? I should have stopped what I was doing and I should have just embraced. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I should have embraced the moment because that's a moment you can't ever get back. And so I process through that is what I'm saying. That kind of helps me to like really think about what I'm doing, think about the effects of, of and, it. And so, so interesting thing, and of course, we're in a married relationship, but in all relationships, mm. you know, as we grow in church, you know, we want people to give us a pass when, you know, you could have a funky day, you could have just woke up, or you could have just not been thinking. So you want somebody to give you a pass, but are you giving other people a pass? 
Like as to grow in this kingdom, man, oh my God, do you know, do you know none of us are walking on water? We're all growing. Mm-hmm. So we all, as much as we see what's done to us, what we don't see is what, how we affect others. And, and I can almost guarantee all of us how we see things done to us, we're probably doubly affecting others the same way. Especially if when, you, when you're constantly bothered by if this person says this and they do that, you never talk to them. But if you miss it, you want somebody to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't want somebody to leave you in that, in that funk or that disposition. Uh, the other thing to consider in uh, not falling into angry communication is are we removing the landmines in our communication? Like, do people have to walk on eggshells constantly? Do you have so much, so many armed guards, so many uh, bombs and everything, like, like for the people to just get to your heart, they got to go through so much because your first thought is always defense. Your first thought is defense. So we got to remove all those landmines. It's, 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 it's totally unfair for somebody to have a healthy exchange with you and you just have, you constantly have a landmine. Every, you get offended about everything. Everything bothers you. Everything you got to prove yourself. Everything is, is defensive. It's very difficult. And if anger is your first thought, like if anger is your, like anger should be an exception, not your first option. You know, some of us live like, oh, uh, I, I just, like Matt is always if I'm going to be mad or not. But do you know people live where, where getting mad has to interrupt their life? It's not a part of their natural living. But some of us, man, I just got mad. I was like, was that an option? Was it that simple? Was it that easy? Do you understand what that does to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just something to... Yeah, so do we, do we make it easy for people to talk to us? Mm-hmm. Are we approachable? Um, that's so, so important because, you know, like... Sometimes we will assess ourselves, but the reality is it's not you that's being You, you ain't dealing with you. Yeah. Everybody so, else is. Right. And so, but the person has to be open to hear, you know, you know, you might not be as approachable or, you know, like, like you think, you know, like, I know you want, you want me to, you know, approach you and feel free and that kind of thing. But I don't know, something about when I talk to you, I just don't feel like you are approachable. You know, so we just, we have to actually um, make it easy for people to talk to us. You know, uh, how many in here feel like you're easy for people to talk to? I knew all the hands would go up. (laughs) So how many people have told you that it's not as easy to talk to you? (laughs) Okay. Thank you for your honesty. (laughs) I'll include myself too. Um, So it's, you know, we... I'm sorry. I didn't put my hand. Okay. <laughs> so, like I wouldn't participate. Y'all need to get yourself together. <laughs> but we have to take ourselves out of ourselves to see ourselves, and it's very difficult to do that. But it's important to do that because if you don't do that, you will judge everything based on how you feel, what you know, and and it won't be the reality. You're not living in reality. You're only uh, like you and somehow you know. Hey, whatever's comfortable for me. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all that matters, and so you become selfish mm-hmm. in in your in in your approach or, or think thinking. And, and and so you know, as we grow, we're gonna uh, starting next Wednesday, 
well, it's going to be Wednesday and then going to go into Sunday because of Fast Week coming up. But we're going to talk about leadership. And it's amazing how people assess themselves as ready for certain standards of leadership. Most people, they're thinking about what they know. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about who they are. Mm. And they don't realize, like some people, like people, yeah, I'm a good at organizing. But do the people that you organize want to be around you? Can they flow with you? Is it easy for them to talk to you? Can they rely on you? Can they trust you? Right? Hmm. You know, are they walking on eggshells every time they communicate with you? Can't put that person in a high level of leadership because they're just going to get on people. They're just getting on people's nerves. Like, 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 you know, as we grow, we're putting people in position to give them an opportunity to be at certain levels of leadership. Now, some people are assumed that they're uh, levels of leadership, but we'll talk about that in the leadership meeting. But, but everybody is not all how they present themselves, and that's not putting nobody down. It's just, it's, it's a pioneer church. We just can't put people in harm's way. And what happens is people are not thinking about relate, being relational. Sometimes they're thinking about controlling. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're thinking about ruling. Sometimes they're thinking about their own self-esteem, but they're not thinking about serving people. Mm-hmm. As leaders, we, the greatest level of leadership is the greatest level of service. Those that are a chief among you must first be servants of all, right? And so how, what does that look like? That looks like I'm not thinking about myself at all. So I'm not trying to save face. I'm not trying to make sure uh, I'm, I'm the man or I'm the woman. I'm really about reaching the goal even if nobody knows I, I, I was an influence in doing it. It's not stopping to look at me. Mm. It's, it's keeping a flow where people don't even know you were there, but God will identify you there. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So it's the same thing with, with, with effective communication. It's big. So a lot of us are angry communicators or we got landmines, so many landmines around us, we can't lead. And that's not, that's not that God hasn't designed us to eventually be a leader but we've, we've lost the, the number one thing for leadership is people got to want to be around you and want to follow you. A leader with nobody following them, just taking a walk, <laughs> right? And so solid communication looks for the effect, not the, the reason or justification, hmm. right? That's big. You know, so, so again, I'm, I'm operating in solid communication. You know, you'll find yourself in conversation, you go, okay, now what did, what did you just hear? Because you see that the person reacted a certain way. But, you know, sometimes we're so busy talking, we don't care how a person reacts. Like, we ain't paying the other person no mind. I'm just going to say what I got to say. Mm-hmm. But you'll see it. You'll see, okay, what did you just hear? What did I say? So I said something. It hit you a certain way. Come on. And then a person to tell you, well, well, obviously this is what I was thinking through. So now you, you, you spend time with making sure you're recognizing the effect also not just uh, looking for justification in your own reasoning, right? Because that's all about you. And that's not effective communication. That's you just lording over somebody or overtaking somebody with communication. All right, we should avoid leaving people in the bruised state that we found them. Key word is avoid. You can't always avoid it. Mm. You know why? Because some people are bruised when you showed up. I give this example when I was... Uh, in my young years, not as responsible, but uh, <clears throat> college, I pledged a fraternity and I got a, a brand. 
And what happened was that I was calling the guys up. And I said, what y'all doing? They said, we getting Brandon. Oh, I'll be right down. Got Brandon, went back to what I was doing. <laughs> you know, uh, later on I thought about it, you know, because I looked at my arm. I said, I just branded myself. What was I thinking? Uh, but uh, I remember I was playing ball. So what happens is it's a burn and it uh, scabs up. So every time somebody touched me, it will bleed. Look at, uh, I was going to say minister, uh, uh, the uh, tie. Ties like. So, 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 so <laughs> I'm talking about every time somebody touched me. So imagine if I got mad every time somebody touched me. They're doing what they normally do. I'm playing basketball. I'm not talking about somebody getting real physical, just if they bumped into me a little bit. It would, it would be painful, and a lot of times it was bleed. I think, I forgot which side, but one side was what they call keloid, where it's raising up, it started raising up on the arm. Now, some people do it on purpose. They would take off the scrap so it would raise up. But mine wasn't intentional. It was people kept running into you know, I, I wasn't even supposed to be playing ball with, with the bruise. So in our life, it's the same way. Sometimes we're already bruised. So the person is not bruising you. You know what I'm saying? You're already bruised. So they could be trying to avoid leaving you in a bruised state, but you was bruised when you showed up. you just been hiding it, and you don't want to take responsibility. Hey, I don't handle things well right now. I'm easily in pain because I'm bruised already. That person don't have a clue. They go, okay, what did I just say? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Help me out, That's you know. Good. And so, so when you don't want to understand or know the truth, you can find yourself in these, what we talked about, these, these volatile situations. You want to do the man or the woman? Or you, want to do the woman? Mm, you, can, you can do the man. Okay. All right. So, so, so when you're in these conversations, a man at the state of escalated anger can be volatile. When I say volatile, I'm not talking about he may beat somebody up. Just when, when he's escalated in anger, his whole package... Like, he's not a kitty cat. He's a roaring lion. You know what I'm saying? So he could be volatile. Uh, uh, for the men, a woman is not equipped to maintain her security in this type of environment. She's tempted to extreme fright. So, so you may not be trying to scare, but if you are escalating the anger, you're going to scare a, a woman, you know. Yeah, so extreme flight, uh, extreme fright, fright, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, if she's tempted to extreme fright, uh, she may be flighting, <laughs> you know, because that's the first thing that a woman will, will probably, she's running for cover, right? Mm -hmm. um, a woman at a state of escalated anger uh, is hysterical. Wait a minute. A woman yeah. at the state of escalated anger is hysterical. A man is not equipped to, to be patient in this environment. He's tempted to extreme frustration. Um, if I could say this, I think um, when the person's frustrated, it's because they really don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Um, and men are designed to want to fix things. You know, you ever, you know, uh, you go to your husband and you say, yeah, you know, such and such happened to me today. And, you know, I just, uh, and then they're trying to fix what you just wanted an ear, you just wanted to be able to tell them what was going on, and now they're trying to fix the whole mm -hmm. situation, and, and you're, that's not what you needed. You just need, so men are designed to automatically want to fix something. So there's nothing wrong with that, but they have to also be sensitive to know, and sometimes they miss it. If they miss it, we as women have to go to them and say, hey, listen, 
I know you want to help me, <laughs> but what I need from you right now is if you could just listen to me. Just li listen to me. I, we've done that before. Mm -hmm. Now you look like you're laughing there. <laughs> go ahead. Go well, ahead. I was just thinking of a scenario. <laughs> we were talking about this, you know, as we were meditating on this, how in the early years she would, uh, now this is not escalated. This is anger and she's hysterical. This is just communication in general. So she's talking to me and she would want help. So what do you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Well, sometimes she was venting but it looked like the same way mm -hmm. as the help. And so, so, so then I'm trying to help, and she was like, well, don't I need you to fix it? I just want you to listen. <laughs> so I said back, you know they look the same, right? <laughs> I said, so since you know which one it is, you're going to have to say, hey, I'm just venting on this one. I don't really need no answers. Cool, no problem. Mm -hmm. But how I know, I said, it, comes, it came across in the same, same package. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I said, you vent and you, need, and you need help, but this one you just want to vent. The other one you want to help. And so, but, but again, I had to help her to help me by saying, hey, since you know, let me know, then I know what I need to do. <laughs> right? But, but the escalated, so, so, of course, anger, the, the, the volatile man is always going to get first billing because that's scary. And, but the hysterical woman sometimes is, is, is probably not considered as much, but for a guy, he's gonna be tempted in his patience when somebody's hysterical, because hysterical, you're all over the place. It's, con it's, it's, it's confusing. So it may not be a lion, but if you think of, uh, <laughs> let's say if you think of, uh, I remember we had this, this, this cat that just kept coming around the house, and, and, and my cousins was told not to feed it, but they did anyway. And a cat got in our, what you call it, the vestibule, I think that's what they call them then, you know, the little hallway. And we, they were trying to get the cat out. The cat jumped up on, a, <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> like the cat was going wild. So if you think about a wild cat, um, that's Are the you trying to say that's <laughs> that's, I was just trying to give it. <laughs> I gave right. a picture of the, the man right. being a, a, a lion, so I just figured I'd give a, a, an hysterical perspective there. Oh you know, so, so that, that guy's going to be frustrated because <laughs> my wife hit it on the head. As much as it's about fixing, a lot of people are logical. Let's get to the logical point. But if mm -hmm. somebody has already crossed the line to emotions and they're hysterical, they can't even hear logic. You know, no matter what's going on, so 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 the guy's gonna be frustrated because he's like, if you could we got just, an amen back there. <laughs> look, if you could just hear this point, if you could, hey, hey, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, but but you know, once that 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 uh that river start flowing, sometimes it's hard. Each party wants the other to control their behavior after they are escalated, versus not allowing the flesh the power to take you there by not feeding it when you're not in a misunderstanding. So, so, yes, you know, you, you, you hear people that go for anger management, and the scripture says, be angry and sin not. So, again, you don't make rules by the exception. There's things that you do to, uh, we talked about it, in, uh, might have been last week, early conversations. You know, Pastor Mel talked about walking away, people talking about, okay, okay, let's revisit this conversation later. So, those are, those are you're already in the situation, but you can do a lot every day, mm -hmm. no argument going on, if you start to feed your spirit. The scripture says, uh, 
the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Feed your spirit. So don't wait till you get to an escalated situation that says, okay, control that. Yes, sometimes you can, sometimes you won't. That's hard. That's like going near the fire and say, hey, don't get burnt. Wouldn't it be better just to be nowhere near the fire? Right? So, so there's things we could do uh, uh, proactively. There's things that we talked about in earlier sessions you could do actively, but at, at the root, because sometimes you say to yourself, man, we get, we, we, we get in this situation, we, we got to do something. Let's, one, not speak yourself into the situation, but let's, do, let's care about the communication before you get into a tense situation in, our, in our everyday flow. That's good. I mean, it's sort of like, you know, if you ever do a study on the fruits of the Spirit, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about it, I think, in the, uh, the Bible Fellowship. And, and, and I, I think... Uh, the Bible Ship Fellowship. What'd I say? <laughs> yeah, you're good. Oh, I said Bible <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, say what you mean, huh? All right. No, the Bible uh, Study Fellowship, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I maybe lose my train of thought. What was uh, I talking fruits about? Fruits of the Spirit. Yes. And so someone said that they were on this, uh, you know, pattern of talking about the fruits of the Spirit, you know, for quite some time. And, and um, while they were doing that, they were more mindful of it throughout the day. So it's the same thing, you know, when you're, when you're mindful of something, you're going to be more apt to be able to, to do what, you know, God is calling us That's to do. Good. So I like what you said, being proactive. Uh, but if you find yourself in a pickle. <laughs> in, a, in, in a pickle. <laughs> in a pickle. And you, you know, you then forgot the fruits of the spirit. You, you just basically are in the flesh. The, the, the goal is, is to somebody in that conversation needs to recognize, listen, bear the infirmity of the weak and say, hey, can we stop and can we pray? That's good. Can we, can we take a break and maybe come back, you know, uh, when, when we're not, you know, um, was escalated in our temperament or we're we're tempered, Mm -hmm. um, you know, can, can we just, you know, um, uh, you know, just, just, uh, and uh, now this is, in the past, what I did, and it didn't work. <laughs> we be talking, it's heated, right? <laughs> In the middle of the conversation. So what I, what, I, what I call myself doing was letting them know, hey, look, we done went past what we supposed, look, somebody gonna have to be, you know, cause, cause I felt like he wasn't listening to me. So I began to speak in tongues. Well, that's disrespectful. <laughs> That's disrespectful, but I was trying to, my goal was I was trying to get us to get in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I used this, you know what I'm saying? It was like I was, I was, I was at my wits end. I didn't know what to do because we were in a car. And it was we, the we right were, intent. Like yeah. She had the right intent, but it was packaged in the flesh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, like in other words, like on the inside, she, she really realized, okay, this, this will probably help. But it came through her flesh. Mm-hmm. I, this is the early years, so, so we discovered all that stuff later. So, because the person was like, well, no. Nah. Like, this time I was like, but I apologize. She was like, really? But it came through my flesh. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the package was almost like, I'm sorry. You know. Like, but, you know, that doesn't come across the same way as, a, like, a heartfelt, 
give you a hug. I, think, I, I give you a hug. I love you. Apology. I think even one time I rebuked you, didn't I? Didn't I say I rebuke you in yeah, the you name sure of did. Jesus? You know, because because the thing. <laughs> Well, the thing is, okay, so if you back me up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out fighting. And, and so, you know, if we were in a car, I'm sure we were traveling somewhere. And when we get in the car, I can't go nowhere. Remember I told y'all, I'm the type of person will go to a room, let me be by myself, lock myself in the, in, in the bathroom or whatever, just to get a way to calm myself down. But if I'm in a car, stuck in a car, and we might be in, we, we might be in a whole other state, driving to another state. I mean, it, it was frustrating. Now, now, it's now, now you're dealing with Mr. Logical when you got to hear <laughs> the point that you normally could say, well, the, okay, let me just take a break from. Well, you can't take a break because. I, I can't even take a break. Because I'm in the car, I you think, know what I'm saying? I, I ain't going nowhere. I think so, one time, go ahead. I think, I, I think one time I said, pull over. I got to get out. I got to get out. <laughs> Did I tell you that? Uh, no, you told me to shut up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that was the shut-up. Well, maybe I felt like I wanted to get out because yeah. I really did a few times yeah. anyway. Yeah. We're, we're just telling y'all our business. We know, we know y'all out there at TV land. <laughs> it's real talk, y'all. Y'all don't, don't process it's through these things talk. that y'all growing in the Lord. Yeah. But the, so so we're, we're being transparent because the reality is you have two different people coming together. Mm -hmm. Now, you could decide to be roommates mm -hmm. and, and never grow together. Excuse me. And never grow together, Right. Or you can decide to, excuse me, open yourself up and, and, and communicate and talk it through. Like, mm -hmm. like, but talk it through, you know, again, not in the flesh. So, so the key here is offerings versus force. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we're forcing communication. You know, the scripture says a, a, a soft answer turns away wrath, right? But we're, so, so it's offerings, right? It's not... It's not, um... I was it, looking at how much more yeah. we had to go. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, you want to offer, not force. Sometimes we're forcing things, and that's going to just, that's just going to poke the bear. You know, you can't force communication. You know, don't demand of them. That's control. Give yourselves to them and demand of God. Right? Give yourself to them. So now I'm vulnerable. I'm offering, like, think about it. In, in most situations when somebody says something or hits you a certain way, it hurts. I don't care, man or female. It hurts. What about telling a person it hurt mm -hmm. versus giving them the results of the hurt? Mm -hmm. So when you snapped on them, that's a result. That's not the root. So you protected yourself from the vulnerable part, which is really you hurt or it attacked your ego or whatever. You shared the part that would make you save face, and you got angry. What about the sharing of hurt? Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, and, and regardless of what the relationship is. If I could say real quickly, mm -hmm. you know, it would behoove us to actually um, learn. Uh, remember in kindergarten and uh, preschool, they would have like this sheet that had all the fillings. You know, of what sad, you know, sad face and happy <laughs> face and all of that. People don't really know much about how they feel. And when you don't know how much you feel, then that's where the attitude and all of that comes in. But if you can simply tap into those little charts that says, okay, you feel frustrated, you feel hurt, you feel angry. Now you can give it words. You can give the feelings words. 
Because, you know, you remember back in the day saying, now use your words, Johnny. You know what I'm saying? Because Johnny is having a, 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 you know, a pity party or he's having a fit. But he, he's crying, but he's not using his words. We cry, but we don't use words. We don't talk about, hey, when you said that, it, hurts my, it hurt my feelings. And, and to take it even deeper than that, you can say, when you hollered at me, it hurt my feelings, and it reminded me of when I was a little girl and, and, and my parents uh, hollered at me or did me wrong. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's going deeper now. And so now it, what that does is it, it, it causes a person to have more empathy and sympathy for you. Yeah, so, so uh, Ephesians 6, uh, we don't have to go there, but Ephesians 6, 10 through 12, but it talks about wrestling not against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. so, so a lot of times we want to, we don't want to be wrestling at the surface. We want to get to the root. We want to get to the root. Now, the, uh, some of the root are, is, it could be resentment. It could be unforgiveness or what have you. But ultimately, it's the adversary trying to create some type of, uh, sow some type of discord among us. And so what he does is he has us, so all this surface stuff is distractive behavior. Mm -hmm. Because it's distracting from the actual core. You ever been in a situation, if, if we're honest with ourselves, where you recognize what you're hearing, you need to change, but you spend all of your time trying to make sure nobody gets to the, the, uh, the, the infraction. I don't want nobody to look at me like I'm bad. Like, well, if they, if they think I'm this, so the reason why I did this, the reason why I did that, so you spent another hour hiding the root. But when the root is put up front, then you get whatever you need to take care of that and you move on from there. So all you're doing is actually making sure you revisit that situation over and over and over again. Because you haven't accepted, you haven't owned it, you haven't accepted responsibility for it. You created diversions and distractions. So you almost walk away, got away with that one, only to it shows up later and greater later because you haven't dealt with it. So you're allowing it to fester when God sends you truth to free you from what's been binding you on the inside, and that's what you deal with. You know, some people as they grow, especially people that are quick to criticize, there are also people that are slow to recognize when they're operating in that behavior because they're so critical and they don't want to be, they don't want to represent what bothers them, mm. not knowing they already represent what bothers them. Mm. Right? Does that make sense? Um, so, so uh, towards the end here, let's just talk a little bit about nonverbal communication. Nonverbal communication, which is a tough one, at least for me. Uh, and that's body language. You know, body language. I already told you I'm a character, right? <laughs> so, body language. And so, so ask, you have to ask yourself this question. Are they attracted to our brilliance or turned off by our bitterness? Are they attracted to our brilliance or are they turned off by our bitterness. So sometimes when you're housing unforgiveness, resentment, bitterness, what have you, 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 you don't understand why people are not wanting to be around because you think your unforgiveness is just for that person. But no, it's bleeding in every aspect of your life. Mm. You know, at your job and all these different places. Uh, I took it all the way into college. So people was getting the wrath of my unforgiveness but the people that I didn't forgive was nowhere around. Mm -hmm. They were in a whole nother city. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
But, and I get, I'm sure coaches and everybody's like, what's wrong with this kid? <laughs> like, why is he so angry? Uh, the fraternity guys call meetings. Man, we need to talk to Keith, man. He keeps cursing people out, man. What's wrong with him? People are afraid to talk to him. Now, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that because I'm just running through folk, hurting people's feelings. But it was all a result of what was inside. So sometimes I walked around. Now, back then, some of y'all might say I still do. But back then, <laughs> folk were like, man, they, they wouldn't even open their mouth to talk to me. They would see me be like, ah, you, you going to ask them? I'm not going to ask them. You go ask them, you know, because I carried around this scowl or whatever, you know, because of what I had been through. I carried around the pain that I never released by forgiving those that I, I indicted for, that I believe caused the pain, mm. right? So it shows on that bitterness was showing on my face. And, and so I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I get along with kids great. I have a great relationship with kids, right? But it wasn't always the case. Like, kids would run from me. <laughs> ah! Like, I was the guy, you know. You ever see the babies, like, start crying? Ah! The monster, mommy, the monster. Well, I was the monster, you know, but I didn't know why. But it's because, again, the, uh, uh, the nonverbal body language that I operated in. Well, if I could speak to that, you know, there's, like, all of us have, we do things that um, can come off the wrong way. And that's why we can't, we can't focus on what we think. We can't even say that's what it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? If, if someone is showing, like, they're disinterested, we can't say, you're disinterested just because they maybe have their hands crossed or looking away or whatever the case is. We got their head now. Got that their, doesn't mean they're disinterested. Right. <laughs> their ears still open. So Hey, that right, Pika. So we, 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 we have to watch, you know, <laughs> we have to watch that because, and if we don't talk to the person, we're setting ourselves up for failure, man, because the enemy wants nothing more than to get, have us be offended where offense is not even there. Like, offense is not there. We can think that what we see is, hey, this person's mad at me. This person, you know, don't like me based on what you see. But if you have not talked to the person, it is an unfair situation. And the enemy is like, yeah, I got him. I got him. Hey, you know what? Next time, you know, uh, what I want you to do is, you know, uh, make... Make, make that person look even especially more like they don't like you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and that person could be going through something not even related to whatever that person's going through. And the person sees it. See, that's what I'm talking about. There it is. It's worse. It's worse. And the person has not talked to the person. That's, that's called, I don't even know what you call that. It's, it's, she said crazy. It's not, it, what it is is it's not fair. It's just not fair, and the enemy just loves it when he can trick people like that. That's what I want to say. It, we're being bamboozled when that happens. Would you always hood? Would you hoodwink? Hoodwink and, bamboozled. and bamboozled when we do that. So we have to make sure, y'all, that we check our spirits and and don't come up with an assumption that you haven't even confirmed it by the person. We got to do that because the enemy wants nothing more to, but to cause division and separation. I, I, I used to say this, uh, you know, uh, 
somebody out there is going to remember this. I say, oh, so you just want to be mad. Yeah. Because you ain't talked to me. So if you got mad first, then you wanted to be mad. But if you really wanted to divide the relationship, you would try to seek to understand. Yeah. But if you got mad first, you just want to be mad. Mm -hmm. You mad all by yourself. You know, uh, uh, something that we wrote down, uh, I've been saying that, you say. Mm. I've been saying that. Mm -hmm. But have you been living that? And what was the package for that communication? See, sometimes we're, we're going, I said that, man. I, 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 that's what I said, but how did you package it? Mm. So you could say the right thing with the wrong package. That's true. And the whole time you're going, but I said what I was supposed to say. But, but see, you didn't see how it was packaged. Mm. Like you didn't see that face, right? <laughs> right, I, I, we was talking, I was like, boy, you, we, I wish we had a camera on you. We, you could have been an example of what we're talking about. <laughs> What, what, what did she Oh, uh, she was, she, when, I, when I said it, he had his head down. She oh. She seen mama's face. <laughs> All right. Then she caught herself. She's like, ooh. <laughs> right. So, 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 again, we have to be transparent and honest within our conversation and recognize. So, we have conversations. And because I mean, it's undeniable, I have a history of, 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 of having character expressions. So, I go, okay, I can't see my face. And I, the other day, I was like, okay, so listen, while I'm talking, you may ask me, you may tell me I have a certain face. I may try to change it, but I still don't know if I met the requirements because I can't <laughs> see my face. So you might have to keep talking to me like if, 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 if it's coming across a certain way because I, I wouldn't know. I feel fine. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't mean that I'm, how it's packaged, especially if, uh, if I'm tense, if I'm passionate, if I'm, if I'm frustrated, or if, if I was like, if, if I really believe, man, if you just get this, I was going to show I don't have to be mad to do that, but it's still going to show. It's going to look like, okay, he's not. First of all, we love each other. So if I look any type of disturbed, that's not pleasant. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's, it's not like she's going, oh, he's disturbed. How wonderful. <laughs> okay, just finish your communication. I know I just frustrated you right now, but it's, it's, oh, I just love when you talk like that. No, that's not the way it's going across. You know, it's like, man, like. Okay, what the, what, what, what's going on here? Why is he flowing that way? So if I could add to that, so what, we, what, 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 what really would be the best situation or scenario, mm -hmm. if let's say there's a look that you see in your partner or a friend or whoever, and you've already classified what that look is, mm. then if you say to that person, it looks like you're, are, you're mad. And that person says, well, no, I'm not mad. Well, what the per other person that, 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 that you know, uh, is receiving that you're mad should say what they are feeling because something's happening here. I'm and not if mad, you don't, I'm frustrated. Yeah, you know, it could be you're mad because if you turn around and say, nah, you, you got it all wrong. Well, now the person walks away like, okay, I ain't going crazy. You know, you feel like you, I ain't crazy. I see what I see. Are you in the moment? Y'all see all these faces? <laughs> I just, this is on camera, right? <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a very passionate person, but you say, I see what I see. And the person's like, and then you tell them what you think you see, but what you see is not really what's going on with the person. So then now the person should come up and say, hey, I know you think that I'm mad. You, it looks like I'm mad, but really what I'm right now is frustrated. So now we can, you, you see what I'm saying? It's an mm -hmm. even exchange here as opposed to the person says, no, I ain't mad. And then the person's like, well, something's going on. I see your face is, right. is, not, the, is, is not 
like I need I need you to let me know I'm not tripping. Y'all, you know, some of you ever walk away and be like, I, you feel crazy, like like I'm losing my mind or whatever. So mm-hmm. you know, it's important that we we. So one of the things help would be uh, clear uh, be clear enough to see through um, is our appearance giving false si- signals. Mm-hmm. So sometimes our appearance is not matching what we're saying, mm-hmm. right? And and I think to operate and 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 really to to work on shifting your countenance. I got a long way to go. I'm sure I've got better. But it's yeah, the ability yeah. to maintain openness and honesty in a relationship. Refusal to hide things and hide behind things. <clears throat> so uh, Genesis 2.25, when, when God brought, uh, you know, it was just one person. He brought another being. So together, it says they were naked and unashamed. After sin is when they started hiding things. Mm-hmm. Right, the hiding things is a result of sin. That's not God's nature. So, so again, we have a flow, and I, and 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 I have a particular flow. So, there's not a whole lot showing on my face. If I think something, I'm gonna talk about it. I'm going to just talk about it with my family at church. If I think something, I'll talk about it. You know, you got people growing in church. Some people are zealous. Some people are insecure, so they're always presenting their accolades. Some people jump to conclusions. Why are you doing that? You need to do that. Well, the pastor said do that. Well, you have all that going on. And so, so the difference, what we do, or what I, what I definitely do is I'm just going to address the behavior. Mm-hmm. Some people will wait and come talk to us. You know what they're really saying? You know, like in a household, sick them. But, <laughs> but you put us in a tough position because we weren't in the situation. Right. And we don't know what you did. You see what I'm saying? You're just telling us how you were affected, but you didn't tell us what you did. Mm-hmm. So, Matthew 5, if, if, if you got art, go to the person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, not, not, let me tell you something. Just say, hey, this is how this affected me. Are you aware when you say that you do this? I work with a guy uh, at the last church, and man, like, pot shots, like, we worked in the same office. And so he got hired before me, but it would be like pot shots. Yeah, when you get ordained, you'll have these privileges, Mm -hmm. you know, because he had housing allowance and stuff like that. And I was like, what was that from? And then I would constantly, it was probably like for some weeks, I was like, am I tripping or does he just keep hitting me with shots? (laughs) Almost like, almost like, yeah, you ain't at this. And so I pulled him to the side. I said, listen, now we had to start working out together. So I said, you said, you said I'm one of your closest friends. I said, when I'm close to somebody, I'm not expecting them to just keep hitting me with pot shots. I said, so I'm the type of person, you keep hitting me with pot shots. I said, I'm going to draw up a defense. And, and I said, I don't think you want that key. I said, so I'm assuming you're not aware of it. So I'm making you aware. Man, I apologize. My wife get on me about that all the time. This is what he said. Now, right after that, <laughs> Give me a pot shot. he still starts throwing <laughs> pot shots. But, but, but. I wasn't offended because I recognized it was a default that yeah. he had to grow out of. Mm-hmm. It wasn't personal. It wasn't just me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't personal. But I wasn't going to sit around and just, just store it up, store it up, store it up, and then one day he say something, I explode. And it cost me everything. No, I'm going to just make him aware. So as, as you grow with people, okay, if I say something or I do something, you could say, hey, when you said that, it had this effect. You have to be willing to talk through it. 
Now, now again, some people show up bruised, so they convert what you say into something. So you have to be honest with yourself, right? Because now you're saying, hey, when you said that, what's wrong with coming to the pastor and say, when you said that, what was your thought? I'm going to tell you how it affected me. You can tell me what you think. Sometimes we don't want to know what the person's thought was. We want to say, well, I feel this way. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not fair. You just jump to a conclusion. See, this still fits for every situation. But just because of my office, now, reverence does not mean you don't say, hey, have a conversation with the pastor. Right. Now, some people have been irreverent. They just snapped on, on me. But I didn't trip, right? But you can, you, you can talk to the pastor, minister, leader. You That's can talk right. to anybody. Right. Especially if, if you, what is it's sitting there saying, well, I don't like the way this person is doing this. And then you formulate it yourself. You go talk to somebody else. You go talk to somebody else. The first person you should talk to when you're bothered yep. is the person that affected you. Absolutely. That should be the first person that's communicated to. Soon as you start communicating with somebody else, you just start a gossip. Mm-hmm. That's an abomination to the Lord. You're sowing discord. Mm-hmm. Right? When it could have just been cleared up when you just addressed the person. Right? Whoever it is. Yeah. Nobody's exempt from that. You don't... Um, jump to conclusions with people. You don't um, disrespect people. But, but reverence, you, you know, you got to talk to your parents sometimes too, right? Let them know what's, hey, so when you did this, it had this effect. They can go too bad, so sad, but you still have a right to talk to your parents. The Bible says don't provoke your children to wrath. You know that, right? So that means you can, your kids can talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if, if, if you're, if you're, uh, subordinate to somebody. Nathan talked to David, but Nathan would go, David, you tripping, bro. You out here sleeping around with such and such. He didn't jump to no conclusion. He said, let me tell you, he told him a story. He said, let me tell you a story. <laughs> he said, this is the situation. And when he told him the situation, David was like, what? Man, if somebody was in that situation, this is what I would do. He said, you're the guy. <laughs> right? He, let, he gave David the story, let David realize the reality him. of it, and then he said, hey, I, basically, I love you, but the story was about you. Mm-hmm. David didn't go, how dare you put me out there like that? Mm-hmm. David was like, whoa. So, the, so, so, so he had to repent. You understand what I'm saying? But Nathan talked to him. But Nathan wasn't irreverent or questioning. He, Nathan was like, this is God's anointing. So he came at him right. So just because somebody's in a position and stuff like that, hey, be vulnerable, be transparent. But, the, but it shows on your face. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that's the song, ain't it, funny how the way, is it, ain't it Funny How the Way You Feel Shows on Your Face? Right? I'm not going to say all heard, the lyrics and stuff like that. for you. If I start saying the rest of the lyrics, you heard it. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> you know exactly who it is. <laughs> right? So, so, so. It's, it's important that we grow, especially as we grow, because, you know, as we grow together, as you keep going higher and higher and, and, and there's a, a, a bigger platform, relationships start to get affected. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you have people, you got people been around, be around for a long time. They've been around for a long time. They go, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Somebody shows up with a, a, a diligence and a force and they're like, hey, I'll do that. Well, then now that person's doing it. Now the person reacts and goes, well, I want to do that. Well, no, you had an opportunity to do it. Yeah. So help that person. And then find your fit 
along or or find your fit into being an assistant. But don't don't carry a funky attitude or because you can end up sowing discord and and um mm-hmm. and create a divide unnecessarily. Or even looking for the person to fail. Yeah. We you have know, a lot of that. You know, person it, out there playing, you want the person to hurt themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so you could play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so 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 That's any good. questions or any thoughts online?